Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. I'm Valerie Almond, and I won a gold medal in the women's discus. Congratulations. Do I do the counting or just the, the, the words? Are you like crazy tired right now? <laughs> That's amazing. I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I'm jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Village, one of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We'll have unfiltered conversations with Olympic athletes from the ground about the daily experiences that make up a majority of the athlete life at the Games. After all, it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. You can hear us in the headphones, okay? Yeah. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. That gold medal was Team USA's first Olympic gold medal in track and field. There's over a hundred of you guys on the team. How much did that mean to you to be able to say that you were the one winning the first gold medal out of all of those athletes? It honestly felt so surreal. I mean, it's to make the the athletics team for the United States is so challenging to do. I mean, I I've been looking around and I mean it is such an amazing, amazing group of people. And to be the first one to to earn a gold medal is such an honor. I mean, I, I've been so inspired by my teammates on Team USA for so long. And I mean, it's just, it's really blown my mind. Yeah. Um, track and field is kind of like organized chaos in the stadium. And most people at home don't really get to see that because they're only showing one specific event at a time. Can you describe that chaos on a typical competition day at the Olympics and what that's like? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely organized, but it's definitely chaotic. I mean, they're setting up hurdles. There's people crossing the track. There's officials everywhere. There's uh, national anthems going on. There's, like, stopping of the competition. There's rain delays sometimes. You know, I mean, it's it's all about rolling with the punches. It's all about having respect for the other events, you know, to give athletes their space to, to be able to be in the zone. But it does just always weirdly work out perfectly together. And I think that's the magic of track and field. Yeah. You mentioned rain delay. There was one in your event and, you know, you said rolling with the punches. Can you talk about what that's like when there is a rain delay in an Olympic final and what that does to your mindset and how do you stay in tune with yourself and make sure that doesn't hinder your performance? Yeah, I mean, um, this was my first Olympic final, and this also was my first rain delay ever during a competition. So um, in all the years I've spent training for the discus throw, you know, I've been disciplined. I've listened to my coach, right? I've come to feel confident in my technique, you know, but you can't ever prepare for a rain delay, you know, that's just no one way. of those things that, yeah, it's, it's, you're just gonna have to adapt. And I mean, the way that it played out during the competition was one of those things where there was not really direction given about kind of what was happening or the timeline. So it was all about just getting your mind to a spot to be able to adapt, to be able to go back to that call room, take five minutes and then be back escorted and then just be ready to go. It was quick. 
it was reactive and it just all is about staying in the zone. Yeah, I love that, especially for fellow athletes that will listen to this. It's kind of like control the things that you can control. Definitely. You don't get to control the weather here. Um, I want to talk about the village and your experience there. Uh, how has that lived up to your expectations? What's been the most surprising thing about being in the village? Um, is it chaotic, kind of like the track and the stadium? You know, what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, I mean, the village, I think, is one of those um, iconic things that is so just textbook relative to the to the Olympics. You know, the fact that the entire world is living together, right, in, in this new pop-up city um, is, it's really special. I mean, you're walking around and, I mean, you can see so many people with so much pride for the country they're representing. And it's really honestly just a beautiful thing to see so much vibrancy so much pride all together um to me it's it's a bit overwhelming you know I mean you're kind of thrown into so many new things and everything just takes a lot longer you know walking around the village getting your food doing your laundry riding the elevator so it's it, it falls in line with what you're saying right it's, you control what you can control but being in the village is so energizing, but it's also taxing. A lot of it, I think for me during these games, it's just been figuring out how do I keep it simple? How do I try to have a routine when there's so much unpredictability? How do you keep it simple? Like what is the one thing that you kind of do to shut off the track and field portion of your mind and unwind and kind of reset? Do you have something that you normally do? Um, I love reading. I love um, I found this time, I mean, talking with my family back home in Colorado, um, seeing my dog who's staying with my parents, you know, things that, that feel normal, you know, like, um, I think have been really impactful when you're in a situation where there's so much energy, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and it's just figuring out how to, to stay grounded. How far in advance did you guys come to the village before you competed? Were you here for opening ceremonies or did you arrive after that? We arrived to the Olympic Village um, on July 25th, which was several days after the opening ceremony. So it ended up being about um, a week until that I was in Tokyo until my Olympic final. So relative to a lot of the athletes in a lot of the countries that had come over um, and had time to kind of acclimate. I feel like the way that my coach thought it would be best is we were a bit quicker, but I think it actually worked to our advantage. You know, so many things is, is just about the mindset you have. And we were excited to get here. We were excited to get into a routine, excited to get to work. And I think that energy just was so positive that we it played to our strengths. You seem to have a really amazing relationship with your coach. And that's just something that's so special because it does take a village to get you to where you are wearing that Olympic gold medal around your neck. Can you talk about the support system that you have and especially from your coach and what that means to you? Yeah, my, my coach, Zebulon Zion, he, he is amazing. Um, he's definitely been my rock not only through this, but for the last five years. Um, I never really thought that I would ever get to the level of being even in contention for an Olympic medal, but he's seen the potential in me and um, 
he's helped me achieve it. I mean, that's, I think the most powerful thing is, you know, he's come up with a plan. He's come up with, um, an approach. He's come up with achievable things that we could do to, to actually make headway at really recognizing potential and to have someone like that, that's with you day in, day out, who's positive, who's funny, who challenges you, you know, I mean, that's the dream as an athlete. And I feel so lucky to have found that. And I'm so thankful for our partnership and that this journey has not only yielded an amazing outcome, but been so joyful and so delightful. Uh, You talk about your journey and you have an interesting one because you were originally a dancer and it's kind of poetic because part of throwing the discus is like dancing, um, is a routine. Uh, Can you talk about that transition from a dancer to now becoming an Olympic gold medalist in discus and how it all started at a pasta dinner? Like, I love that part of it. That's (laughs) that's so great. It's I, I honestly feel like it's like a... I tell this story to people and they're like, it doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, it makes like total sense. They're like, wait, really? You made it this far from a pasta dinner? (laughs) Exactly. Um, I, growing up, sports was super popular in our family. I mean, my brother and I tried to be competitive at everything. But my family, my parents, they entered me in some dance classes and I really loved it. It was so fun. I, I explored a bunch of different styles and, um, Eventually, I got picked to travel with a show called So You Think You Can Dance. And I would kind of travel with them on the weekend and then during the week would just be a normal high schooler. And the track coach said, um, you know, just come out whenever you can. You can be part of our team. My brother was a pole vaulter, so it was really nice to feel like I was a part of something at the school. Um, at first, my journey with track and field was interesting. You know, I, I had a lot of fun on the team, but none of the events really clicked. And um, one day, the throwers, they were getting ready to have their annual spaghetti dinner. And they said that anybody that came and, and tried throwing could come to the dinner. And that sold me. I mean, it's so funny now looking back, I'm eternally thankful for spaghetti that it led to something like that was so for food, rewarding. Right? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it helped me find a passion and that passion turned into something that I was able to pour so much work and so much, so much thought and energy and intent into. And I mean, it's just been so rewarding. Yeah. It's an incredible story. And Hopefully everybody just learns from you to say yes to every opportunity. Yeah. It may turn into an Olympic gold medal one day. Um, and, and aside from the gold medal that you're wearing right now, what has been the most memorable experience that you've had here in Tokyo as an Olympian on Team USA? Gosh, what a good question. Um, I think for me, one of the most memorable moments, you know, that I've, I've felt here was that first time that I walked into our venue. Um, you know, so much of the Olympic experience, I think people picture for themselves is, is what they see through NBC. You know, it's, it's the roaring crowds, it's the loud music, it's the, the pride that people have for their country, you know, and, and so many of those things are still so present here, even in these pandemic times. But the moment that I first walked into that Olympic stadium and it was empty, you know, I mean, it just, it really celebrated just the true purpose of these games, which is sport and unity. You know, I mean, it was me, my competitors, I saw my coach in the stands and 
I mean, it was all about just trying to do the best you could to represent your country. And it, it lingered with me, you know, I, I think being able to have these games exist is so powerful in a time where there's just been so much uncertainty. And I feel so thankful that uh, it was able to work out and I was able to be here and able to showcase all of the work that we've been putting in. Well, your gold medal is definitely a bright light during mm-hmm. this time. Thank you so much for sharing your memories, giving us your time. And hopefully when you get home, you take a moment to kind of soak everything in and realize the enormity of what you've done because it truly is incredible. And I hope that we get to see you in Paris, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Great. I mean, three years away, it's like gonna (laughs) go by in a blink of an eye, pretty much. Especially after this quad, that was actually five years. So totally. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you heading forward. And again, thank you so much for joining us and travel home safe. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. (laughs) Yep. Bye. Bye. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. Follow In the Village now on Amazon Music and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to watch it all unfold.